Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Filmed over 12 years with the same cast, Richard Linklater's um, Boyhood is a groundbreaking story about growing up through the eyes of a child named Mason, who literally grows up on screen before our eyes. Starring Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette as Mason's parents and newcomer Lorelai Linklater um, as his sister Samantha, Boyhood charts the rocky terrain of childhood like no other film has before. This is a remarkable film, and I am so honored and thrilled to have with us today the mom from a Boyhood, that would be Patricia Arquette. Patricia, hello. hello, how are you? Good, thank <laughs> you for having me. Thank you. Um, you will know her, our audience will know her from such films as Flirting with a Disaster, uh, True Romance, um, one of my favorite films, may- maybe my favorite uh, David Lynch film, uh, that would be Lost Highway, uh, and others. And I'm so happy to have you with us. Uh, this had to seem like a pretty crazy idea when Richard brought this idea to you. What was your first reaction to did he initially describe it as a 12-year uh, project when he came to you? Yes. He said, what are you going to be doing for the next 12 years? And I, I didn't even think he was referencing making a movie because how could that be? But um, I said I'd probably be hustling to get a job and, <laughs> you know, raising my son, everything I was doing right then. Mm-hmm. I said, what are you going to be doing? He said, well, I'm thinking about making this movie where we shoot a week a year for 12 years. If a boy starts first grade, it ends when he graduates high school. Everything in my body from that day forward said yes. Okay. Everything in me said yes. And I said, are you thinking about me? And he was like, yeah, I was, I was hoping maybe you would be interested. I said, I'm in. And he said, we don't have any money. I said, I'm in. <laughs> and I said, oh, I should ask about my character, I guess. He said, okay, you're going to play the mother. And then I said, I guess I should read a script. And he said, we don't really have one. But he did take me through the main architecture of my character's changes and the family's major changes and that all stayed the same but you know it's one thing to sort of say yes 12 years and it's another thing to say yes 12 years and no script because you really don't know where that's going yeah and then my next thing i said to him was how the hell did you get the funding for this yeah well, I do want to talk about that because the, there was a particular executive at IFC who seems to have been instrumental. I, I, I like to, at least if that's an accurate way to portray this, yeah, uh, yeah Jonathan uh, Shearing, uh, Shearing? Yeah. Uh, who seems to have been brave enough to step up on this, but we'll get to that later. What was it about your initial impulse that, that propelled you to say yes to this? What, what inside of you as an artist uh, was intrigued by this? Was it the novelty of it? Was it the trust in Richard or what? what I had wanted to work with him and I'd wanted to work with Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. I'd loved Richard's work. So I was really drawn to him as a director. And then I had a 12 year old son at that point and I'd already seen his childhood go by and such a blur and move so quickly. And, and I loved that story. And then when Rick explained to me sort of the architecture of the family and the changes and the way he talked about my character, the way he talked about the feeling of the movie, the way he talked about time and childhood and yeah. growth and decisions and regrets. And it, it was the movie I wanted to make also. Like my heart just felt really right about it. And I was fortunate that my father had 
taught us very early on um, improvisational acting. Mm. He was really loved improvisational acting and did a lot of that. So for me, there was a big element of that. There was something about jumping into the unknown, and it just felt like this was the right people, this was the right person, this was the right project to just gamble it all on. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Patricia Arquette. She is the uh, co-star of the new film out uh, called Boyhood, uh, Richard Linklater's uh, latest film. I just want to really quickly run through some of his work. Uh, we know him first from Dazed and Confused uh, and the Newton Boys, School of Rock. My, one of my favorite all-time films is Waking Life. I just love that movie. Uh, yes. And uh, Portrait of a Coach, me and Orson Welles, uh, Before Midnight, and now Boyhood. Now, um, so you have, you're you on, and then Ethan Hawke obviously is a part of this. And uh, were, were you cast before Eller was uh, cast, or was it, how did that work? Wow, that's a really great question. I don't know that. I do know that. Rick talked to me about this, and then some time went by, and I didn't know. Maybe they couldn't get the financing together, and I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. But I knew that later Rick told me that he had nine meetings with Eller. Mm. And Eller wasn't your typical choice most directors would have chosen. He was kind of daydreamy and artistic, but he didn't really care about pleasing you mm-hmm. as an adult. Mm. He just told the truth. He had his way of looking at the world. And, you know, he wasn't trying to charm Richard or anything. They mm-hmm. talked about music for a long time. They talked about movies Eller liked. Eller would show him drawings he made. My understanding is he came from uh, both his parents are artists. Exactly, so, right. So I think that... Yes, and that they probably... were excited about the project. And yeah. I think that also Rick was looking for a child that would maybe go a little more of an artistic route and you know if your family dynamic uh appreciates that Mm -hmm. perspective on life you usually do have a little more of that you know Mm -hmm. and you're been honed in you a little more allowed to grow so what was this like for you that you got together every three every summer for three or four weeks depending i i'm sure so it's in a way as as someone who interviews a lot of indie directors that's like a movie every year an indie movie every year well what was that mm-hmm. like was it like going to camp what, what did you feel like yeah. when you got it was like the most beautiful spiritual creative wonderful family camp every year and really we only shot 39 days all together but rick spent a year in pre-production and two years in post-production if you accumulate it all um so it was a very strange whole thing we had over 400 people work on the movie but many of the crew came back year after year and it it was creatively for me something i so looked forward to and was so rich for me and felt so beautiful and there was never any power struggles and it was really collaborative and supportive the only thing that was hard was finishing it felt really well that had i wasn't prepared for that that had to be quite an experience have you've spent 12 years you've watched two young people grow up and yeah well like your your own you were talking about your own son right who who yeah. he had he was a little more advanced in age, but some of those you were revisiting. I'm sure some of those same emotions when when you sh- when you wrapped up. Gosh. Yeah, and it was helpful because my my daughter, you know, when this movie started, I had a son. By the time this movie was over, I'd sent my son off to college already, and I'd had a daughter now. Oh. And so, 
kind of got married and divorced in the course of the movie. All of us had had so many changes happen in our personal life. But, you know, the most scary thing for me was letting this be in the world because I didn't know if people would really appreciate the subtle beauty of this human yeah. observation well, and experience. Well, it is a beautiful work. It's a beautiful, it's it is so many ways, um, such a... a um, a window into life uh, that most of us live in a way mm -hmm. that elevates it in true fashion that f only film can do into the drama and, and we are able to understand people because we have context. We're watching him in a relatively condensed period of time so we get a lot of information, a lot of emotional uh, uh, information about them. And it's beautiful, and I and I tell people it's this is not a movie where there's a gun in the first act, and you're not you know yeah. wondering when that'll go off. It is just simply very much about the lives we live in ways uh, that uh, are are beautiful. It's just it, you know the the tragedy and the and the and the the humor and all the rest of it, and and your performance is wonderful. Ethan's is wonderful. Everybody in this film yeah. is really really good. Uh, and uh, yeah. yeah, now let me. I mean, in terms you just mentioned this twelve-year period. You had a lot of things went on in your life. Do you now look back on this as as a frame of your life, where you look back in that time frame, and and sort of uh, the context for your own life? Uh, does it did it change? Well, the weird thing was, this was such a valuable experience in my life, and yeah. I guess we weren't supposed to talk about it too much, or yeah. but Ethan and I did. We talked about it to a lot of people, and people really didn't understand. They they weren't very interested. They didn't think it was particularly special, yeah. and I did. Um, you know, everything in this movie was based on some human's real truth, and the fact that. Rick decided to choose to direct it in such a really brave manner because he used so much restraint. He did. He threw away the whole playbook on how you're supposed to write a screenplay, on what you're supposed to do to make a good movie. In the third act, the protagonist is supposed to do X, Y, Z. He threw all that away. He threw away every chapter, you know, year one, grade one, grade two, grade three. He never had that. He never wanted any of that. He didn't want to see the first time he drank a beer. So it's sort of like the fabric of memory is this loose and watery thing. And it's really these other little moments um, that create these bonds between us. In terms of Richard's direction to you, uh, from year to year, did did you have kind of going into that period of uh, filming? Did you have sort of a, an idea of what he was looking for? What what are the sort of uh, the the collaboration between you and Richard Linklater on this? On per, every year, did it change? Was it the same? You know? uh, no, that's part of what was great about it. I mean, again, we didn't shoot the same time every year. Mm -hmm. There was always this mixture of openness mm. and a structure. Mm. So he would call sometimes a few months ahead, sometimes a few weeks, and say, these are the scenes, the scenes you're going to be in this year. And um, So maybe there's a scene in the car with the kids, and they're fighting, <laughs> they, they're moving, and they don't want to move. <laughs> and then he would write a rough draft of that. I would fly in. We'd all read it together. We would talk about life experiences someone would say yeah when i moved i said this or when i moved my son said that or my brother said this or my mom told me she told this to her mom or yeah. whatever the case may be and then 
And then we would improvise the scene. Yeah. And then we would, Rick would say, I like that little part you said right there. And what was that story that your dad told you? And yeah, let's use that little piece of that one. Hmm. So it was, and then we would shoot it the next day. Okay. <laughs> And and yeah, well, your your character changes, evolves in this film, um, and uh, in in and ways that I recognized in my own life, uh, things about myself, but it's certainly about my mom as as I uh, experienced her and in raising us and all of it. It's just really, it's such a uh, such a seems to be such a heartfelt uh, portrayal on your part. You play Olivia. I should point that out. Yeah, and, uh, and my mom for a while. She was known by the name Olivia. And my mom and Rick's mom both went back to school. They both got their degrees. They both taught. They both, you know, talked about the therapeutic arts and were interested in that. So I had a lot of reference to my mom in myself, having watched her grow and struggle and make mistakes and but always love us. Right. And I, I really didn't want to have some Hollywood version of a mom that was always great and always the perfect mom. You know, part of what was really fun at playing this part was playing the blind spots that we all have as human beings. One of my favorite scenes in the film is um, when there's a, you're making a decision about what to move forward with uh, with uh, your current husband, and the the, the kids are, are you know yelling at you uh, about things and you put your hand to your face and say I don't have the answers I don't know what I'm about to do I mean it's a really touching Mm -hmm. moment and and uh, such an honest moment and I oftentimes parents probably instinct is to never say that but the fact that uh, it's it's part of what has to be going through anyone's mind at that point it's just a beautiful moment I just really really thought it was great I think also there's there's so many layers to that moment that was a really important transition for me because first of all she doesn't go to her ex-husband right he doesn't get her out of there their dad he doesn't set them up somewhere right she ends up you know having a friend help her and and as an adult who's really taken on a lot of responsibility for other people um, to raise your children, to scrape out a living, to try to make a better living, to take care of them, to then end up in this position where you actually need almost a stranger's help. It's so humiliating and hard and vulnerable. I had friends, you know, that we'd had to move away from abusive boyfriends. And when you're in that moment, I I think open vulnerability it's a very raw place to be. It's a very, uh, you know, your whole ego is broken down yeah. and it's stripped away from you. Well, in the last remaining couple of minutes here, I just want to, uh, again, congratulate you on terrific performance. Ethan is a wonderful, really just a great Thank cast. You. Yeah, and- I was blown away. Part of what was incredible about watching this movie for me, besides watching kids grow up besides watching me and Ethan get older watching this just human biological organic process of our species happening right in front of you and and that you never stop growing and you never stop making mistakes you never stop questioning things or figuring out who you are who could be a better you I also got to see all the scenes I wasn't in in the movie Mm. 
Rick wasn't keeping them from me. He'd say, Ethan's character's going to take the kids camping this year. But I didn't really hear what they said when they went camping. So one, I had a very weird experience because usually as an actor, you read the whole script. So you know everything that happens even when you're not present. Yeah. But suddenly I was in the position where I was watching the movie and parallel, my character was watching the movie. And I, I was just having these immediate responses organically in my body from my character of... I don't like that kid you're hanging out with. Who is he? You're never seeing him again. I'm coming to pick you guys up. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, and then scenes with Ethan where I was watching them and just saying, as much resentment as my character has for him, what a beautiful father he is. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, again, another thing. that This plays against stereotype that there has to be a good parent and a bad parent. There's There have to be that dynamic. That's often the case. That's not the case yeah. here. Just two people who for whatever reasons have moved on and uh, and he he wants to be he says so to us I want to be your I want to be that I don't want to be that dad I want to be this dad um yeah yeah well and he goes through a lot of changes as a person and yeah. look I think these are you know no nobody's perfect in this movie the parents certainly aren't perfect but they're doing it down they're really trying and they love their kids and their children feel loved yeah well, uh, and I, yes, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Lorelai as well, uh, Linklater, and oh, she was great. Yeah, she really and Rick, you know, because he was her dad, he was able to bring things that he knew of her. She created this language when she was little that she still could speak, and so he'd say, Lorelai, speak your language now, or <laughs> do that thing you do to your mom all the time, and. To me, her character was the perfect foil for L.R. Mason's character because his character was very daydreamy, and her character was sort of more down-to-earth, wry, a little sardonic, yeah. a realist. Yeah. Um, one last thing. Uh, the reaction to the film has been universally positive, uh, uh, been very laudatory. S surprised encouraged heartened what what's been your reaction to the reaction to the film amazing yeah. uh and ella you know the the last year i was really mourning the end of this movie and i was saying i don't want to give it to the world i don't know they're going to appreciate the subtle beauty of this movie and our work and how rick t is telling the story and what our intention is with this. I don't understand if I don't know if people will understand it, but it's had such a warm reception. And Ellen, Rick said, you know, we were we made this movie out of so much love, and the love that's been kind of returned towards this movie uh, has been our love has been matched. Yeah. Well, I thank you. I know I just. So appreciative, of, first of all, of your work in the past. As I said, so you've been in some of my favorite movies, uh, Flirting with Disaster. I love that film, uh, Going Back, uh -huh. and True Romance, and Lost Highway, and now this. And uh, uh, thank you for, for being here. I, I, before you go, I want to just Jonathan uh, Searing, uh, the producer, yeah. uh, also, along with Kathleen Sutherland. But uh, they took the chance. IFC stepped up. Uh, remarkable. Uh, in this day and age where money is so tight, for especially for an independent, uh, that they stepped up. I don't know. I just want to acknowledge them, let them know. Yeah, and it was also John Schloss also. Okay. So it was really the three of them that kind of did that part of it, and I'm really grateful. 
Very good. They, they always believed, and that's really rare. And I'm hoping if this movie does well, that maybe financiers will be a little, will start to open, expand a little and say, maybe audiences don't need to see the same movie, yeah. the same structure, the same timetable. Maybe we should try things that are a little more experimental. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I, uh, sorry, it's, I couldn't agree more with you on that. Uh, Patricia Arquette, uh, the star, co-star, uh, with, along with Ethan Hawke, Lorelai uh, Linklater, and Eller uh, Coltrane of the wonderful, wonderful film, uh, Boyhood. Thank you so much for being in film school. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks. Take, take care. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.